And our passage today is 2 Corinthians 11, 16 through 21. This might be the most sarcastic passage of Scripture that you're going to ever read. And I'm just going to read the whole paragraph and we'll talk about it a little bit. So Paul's continuing to talk to the Corinthians and try to convince them to see the false apostles who are there for what they are and to embrace his ministry instead. And so he goes on in verse 16 of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I repeat, let no one think me foolish, but even if you do, accept me as a fool so that I may too boast a little. These false apostles boasted quite a bit. What I am saying with this boastful confidence, I say uh, not as the Lord would, but as a fool. Since many boast according to the flesh, I too will boast. For you gladly bear with fools, being wise yourselves. For you bear it if someone makes slaves of you, or devours you, or takes advantage of you, or puts on airs, or strikes you in the face. To my shame, I must say that we were too weak for that. And that's where we'll stop for today, even though he goes on. He has a good bit of momentum going with this sort of sarcastic diatribe that he's on here. And that's going to follow into tomorrow, uh, which actually will be Tuesday. But we'll stop there. Uh, it's kind of a blistering passage. Paul, Paul here is expressing some real frustration with the Corinthians. Uh, and the, the basic core of his frustration is that they're rejecting him, a true apostle of Jesus Christ. And instead, they're embracing these false apostles who are mistreating them terribly. He says there in verse 20, they make slaves of you. They devour you. They take advantage of you. They put on airs or put themselves forward, lift, lift themselves up, exalt themselves, and they strike you in the face. So that's, a, that's not a very good um, ministry description there. Now, why would anybody put up with ministers who mistreat them like that? Why would anybody in the ancient world do that? And why would anybody in the uh, modern church do that? Well, if you remember 1 Corinthians, and then also we see it here in 2 Corinthians, they put up with them because they were eloquent and impressive and seemingly strong and powerful. They were the kind of ministers who seemed like they could make things happen, and when they spoke, it was impressive. And we still fall for this today in the church. I, I actually had listed out several examples since I've been a pastor of celebrity pastors who were eloquent and amazing preachers and speakers who have now fallen and their whole church empire has collapsed because it came out that in reality they were abusive to their congregations. They were manipulative and intimidating and they used uh, coercion and force to get their way, uh, very much like what Paul describes here. So, I'm not going to name any names. I decided against that, but I remember one in particular. This was a ministry in Seattle, Washington. When I first became a pastor, this pastor was really on the rise, becoming very famous for his ministry in Seattle. And uh, it was blowing up in, into multiple campuses all over the place, even stretching outside of Seattle, even outside of Washington. Books published, um, huge conferences starting a, a training ministry for new ministers, a really big deal. And then all of a sudden, over the course of about a week, it came out what his true uh, personality was and how abusive he had been to his fellow church leaders 
and demanding his own way. And the whole thing, just like a house of cards, just collapsed overnight. The, the mega church was no more. The training center was no more. The whole movement that this person had started fell apart. It was all based on his seeming power, his seeming strength, and his, uh, his celebrity personality. Um, the, I think the big idea for us is don't be led astray by that. Don't be led astray by false ministers who mistreat you. Even if they are super eloquent, uh, very dynamic speakers, whatever it may be, uh, able to really make a lot happen organizationally, if they mistreat the people under their care, they're false ministers. The Corinthians fell for it. We still fall for it in the modern church, and God doesn't want us to. Now, I can contrast that, that ministry I just described, with the Advent Christian ministers that I've gotten to know since I came to be a part of this denomination. And I can tell you that really all the ones I've really gotten to know are humble, meek, gentle, kind. As you're listening to this, if you're part of our denomination, think about the ministers that you know. And I bet you're like me that um, I I can almost say every single one represents Christ-like humility. When I first came into the denomination, I came from a Southern Baptist background, which has a lot of great strengths for sure. Um, I don't know if humility is always one of the greatest strengths of the Southern Baptist world, at least not. Uh, I, I saw a lot of humble ministers, but I also saw a lot of prideful ministers that might go the direction of these false apostles if they're not um, brought back on course. But when I first came in, well, first of all, it's through my Aunt Beth, Beth Broadway. Some of you know her. And then I met ministers like Ed Neal and um, uh, Jim Lee. And then uh, my grandfather-in-law, Glennon Balser, and then Ron Thomas, Glennon and Ron being my um, mentors when I first began. And then now uh, Steve Lawson as our executive director and all the staff over there leading our denomination. All these guys, I can name a bunch more, I I really feel like embody Christ-like humility. And so I just want to praise God for that and rejoice in that and... um, put them forward as an example of what we should look for in ministers. Uh, let's look for the opposite of what is described in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty in our ministers. And let's shoot for the opposite in our own ministries, because remember, even though you're not a pastor or an apostle, you are a minister if you're a Christian. So let's look for ministers who, instead of making slaves of you, make you free. Uh, Paul wrote a few uh, chapters earlier, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uh, True ministry should leave you freer than you were apart from it, free from sin, free from shame, free from legalism, legalistic burdens. Let's look for ministers who, instead of devouring you, build you up. True ministry should leave you deeper in a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Not a sincere and pure devotion to the minister himself. Ministers should not put themselves forward like that. They should always be pointing you toward Christ. Let's look for ministers who, instead of taking advantage of you and exploiting you, they give the advantage to you. In other words, they serve you. As Paul wrote earlier in 2 Corinthians, that death was at work in him, but life in the Corinthians. He was giving himself up for the Corinthians. Let's look for ministers who, instead of putting on airs or exalting themselves, 
They lower themselves and humble themselves in order to lift you up. That's true ministry. Uh, let's absolutely not bear with and put up with any minister who strikes you in the face. That's an odd phrase here in this passage. Uh, at first glance, you want to take that figuratively, meaning, you know, like a slap to the face. But it may be that these false apostles actually were physically violent with some of these Christians. Back then, superiors socially would physically mistreat uh, socially inferior people. So it's possible that they actually were physically violent uh, with the Corinthians. But I don't know that for sure. But either way, we want to look for ministers who aren't um, violent with people, but gentle with people. That's true ministry. No browbeating uh, needs to ever be a part of true ministry. And of course, our ultimate example for this is Jesus Christ. And I'll close with his invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 through 30. This is the invitation of Jesus as the ultimate true minister. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what Jesus, our ultimate capital case true minister, is like. And that's what his true ministers are like. So uh, keep me accountable to this. If you see these traits rising up in me, bring it up. Um, and uh, some of you who are not part of Doolin's Grove or part of other churches, the same for your ministers. Um, some, something ever happens and you're uh, looking for new ministers for whatever reason, um, make sure that they do not match the description of 2 Corinthians 11.20. Don't be led astray by false ministers who mistreat you.